Hi everyone, welcome back to Nutra Champion, a podcast where we shine the spotlight on leading researchers who specialize in the study of nutrition and health. I'm Ting Ming, the editor of Nutra Ingredients Asia and your host for this podcast. In this episode, I'm honoured to be joined by Professor Balamurugan Ramadas, who is the additional professor at All India Institute of Medical Sciences based in Bhubaneswar. To date, Prof. Balamurugan has uncovered the links between the gut microbiome and certain health conditions, including knee osteoarthritis and anemia, as well as the role of nutrient supplementation. Prof. Balamurugan has been studying the links between the gut microbiome malnutrition, and certain health conditions since the early 2000s under the tutelage of his mentor, Professor Ramakrishna Balakrishna, who is also a gastroenterologist by profession. To date, Prof. Balamurugan has published nearly 80 papers in scientific journals and established the Center of Excellence for Clinical Microbiome Research last year. Hi, Prof. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. Thank you so much, Tim, uh, and then it's my pleasure that uh, I'm here talking to you. Nutri Ingredients Asia recently covered a piece of research written by you and your colleagues, which is about the links between the gut microbiome, vitamin D deficiency, and knee osteoarthritis. Can you tell us more about how did this research come about? True. Uh, this is the first ever study that links between vitamin D and microbiome and knee osteoarthritis. So firstly, we, we have to little zoom out to just explain uh, about microbiome. Microbiome is the sum total of all the microbes that reside within on us, uh, within and on us. We, we are like we are bathed in uh, trillions of microbes and then they reside all over us and then the the predominant portion of them is in the gi tract okay so it's on the skin it's on the eyes it's everywhere it's everywhere and it has been implicated to have lot of health benefits uh, starting from uh, all kinds of autoimmune disorders to uh, to simple uh, uh, restless leg syndrome. So it means it has been implicated from all variety of uh, disorders starting from heart to brain to uh, Alzheimer's in the brain to uh, cardiovascular uh, diseases um, to um, uh, to all the skin disorders. Uh, so, so these connections are uh, partially it can be the gut to the organ axis like the gut lung axis or the gut brain axis or the gut heart axis or the gut skin axis and so on and it is also also due to a topical microbiome changes so it can either be the gut to the organ connection or it can be a very topical microbiome alterations what we showed is the role of vitamin d itself vitamin d uh, is known to influence immune response and then the 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 only gap that was left was uh, how does it do other than directly working on the receptor vitamin d receptor and uh, and so on there should be another way of doing uh, it and then uh, and then we suspected that it could be that uh, the microbiome uh, that plays a major role 
um so that's the that was the uh, that's the starting point for our research uh, to understand whether or not uh, vitamin d deficient in individual and normal vitamin d individual differed in terms of microbiome and we did find there is a difference do you also study the use of like say probiotics um and its role in gut microbiome is pre or probiotics required for a healthy gut microbiome most certainly it's a probiotic as a billion dollar business across the world and then yes it it uh, it uh, and it is for a reason that uh, that uh, this is a growing business across the world um see the first probiotic that a child gets uh, is from the mother and then uh, especially when uh, a child is born uh, normally like we call it the normal vaginal delivery the first first probiotic strains grows goes to a child from the mother's uh, vaginal uh, muck basically uh, it it gets the bacteria from there and then and then these probiotic bacteria that goes into a child is actually um, uh, is actually fed by the prebiotic that is naturally present in the mother's milk the fructooligosaccharides so this is uh, the beginning of um, uh, what you call um, uh, you know flourishing of the probiotics that uh, uh, that we have evolved with the mechanism to flourish probiotics so what we do my research particularly we are trying an intergenerational approach uh, to intervene uh, this malnutrition an intergenerational approach i am trying to feed the mothers who are in the second and the tri- third trimester who are fed on this uh, iron supplementation with what is called a nayoba uh, so what i do is i make 300 ml of this banana yogurt shake basically it's a native yogurt and banana shake i give 300 ml of this drink to the pregnant mothers from the second trimester all the way till the third trimester so they get iron tablet in one hand and then they get this drink on the other hand so they take the iron tablet and then they drink this 300 ml of nayoba and this is an ongoing study okay and and i suspect that we would get promising results out of this study and then i chose nayoba because uh, yogurt and banana the native yogurt and banana is easily available and accessible okay. by by people at various strata uh, and then it can be homemade and then uh, and there is a market for rich people who can't make it but then the poor people can easily afford it yeah but why why yogurt and banana with iron so that's where i'm coming to so <laughs> yogurt is is a concoction of probiotics that is naturally found and i have published um, previously that um uh, that uh, that how uh, there are multiple microbes that predominate in yogurt um and then there is this publication uh, from 2015 i guess and 2014 where i have showed succession of succession of microbiome in yogurt like if you added milk and a starter culture to it and then at 2 hours 4 hours 6 hours 14 hours if you looked at the microbe microbes change of microbes that happens 
at 16th hour we have a concoction that is best suited for us so basically these are uh, plentifully found in yogurt one there are probiotics there is two is the the small molecules are plentifully found and three banana is a very good source of complex carbohydrate so we are making a concoction of not just bacteria and the yogurt not just the small molecules called the short chain fatty acids but we are also throwing in a complex carbohydrate from banana okay and these three put together is the best symbiotic combination that could be uh, that is affordable and easily um, you know accessible to even common man so that's why this choice of this and why in anemia why in during iron supplementation because we suspect that the iron is going to promote aggressive bacteria or the pathogenic bacteria in the intestine so we are going to put lot of this probiotic bacteria and prebiotic bacteria uh, prebiotics uh, so that so that we produce uh, uh, good bacteria more in number that will protect against this increase in iron dependent microbes i have also published uh, in 20 uh, 2018 2019 uh, or so, rather 2017 where we showed that fecal iron the concentration of iron in the in the feces is inversely proportional to lactobacilli in the feces so which means when somebody's iron concentration increases lactobacilli levels goes down i'm sure this this can be for two reasons one it is either because there is iron dependent microbes are flourishing when there is increased iron concentration and that has shrunk the lactobacilli okay or alternatively there is no uh, source of increased lactobacilli that is going in through the diet so these are possibly two reasons so what uh, so those preliminary results have made me choose nayoba for uh, pregnant mothers uh, who are in iron supplementation for 180 days anything that is going in for 180 days is going to have an influence okay especially okay. when we know that iron is not going to be completely absorbed iron is going to iron is the only nutrient which is going to be absorbed based on requirement and less than or rather 10% around 10% of iron only can be absorbed the remaining iron goes out then in that case what is the expected outcome of this of this trial so so the expected outcome uh, is that we are dealing with a long term malnourished and change in microbiome kind of situation so which means it's going to take a longer time to change uh, the effects of the iron supplementation however what we think will be definitive at this point at the, uh, at the uh, at this point is that the children born to these mothers might benefit they might not uh, they might have uh, good birthing outcomes they might have lesser infection and they might have good uh, they might be on the track to uh, good growth and development 
So other than this research, what are some of the other key projects that you are involved in at the moment? So uh, at the moment, we uh, I am starting um, uh, with the with um, uh, the grant from the institute. I am starting what is called a center for clinical microbiome research. Um, it's it's a multidisciplinary uh, center where we have uh, uh, we have specialists from various um, various departments from surgery. Uh, to urosurgeons, to uh, pathologists who's interested in cancer biology, uh, physiologists who are interested in sleep and cognition, and then uh, we are uh, we are hosting this institute at All India Institute of Medical Sciences, Bhubaneswar, and uh, this will have state-of-art uh, facility to study um, microbiome and its applications in human disease. Um, so, particularly, I will be focusing progressively on undernutrition and its biology. Um, uh, and then, um, undernutrition is not just uh, um, in children, undernutrition across age. So, the, the undernutrition in elderly population is the most ignored uh, population. So, elderly population are totally ignored. So, I am putting up a proposal on studying elderly population and, uh, and uh, vitamin D and frailty. So, that's my another, other study that I'm interested in. And we haven't started working on it. I'm working on uh, trying to use uh, fermented rice water as a supplementation strategy for uh, for HIV positive children to mm, okay. to increase nutrition uh, their nutrition status and we have also used uh, in collaboration with Flinders University uh, we have an ongoing study uh, where we are feeding prebiotics uh, to HIV positive uh, individuals we are looking at how uh, they respond uh, to uh, to their therapy as well as how their immune response increases with uh, with the change in microbiome with res with respect to prebiotic uh, supplementation. So these I are some, some of the ongoing studies which I don't have results now, but we will will be ready in the another six because of COVID we have slowed down. Yeah, yeah. Six months we should be ready with some of these results. I'm curious as to um for the uh, projects involving the patients, the HIV patients, right? Um, what do you expect to happen? Fermented rice rice water is essentially uh, a spent media of bacteria again, like the yogurt itself. Um, except for yogurt throws lot of sugar. Here you have complex sugar. In rice water, it is the complex sugar, where rice is the source source of the complex carbohydrate and then there is this bacteria which eats and then throws a lot of the short chain fatty acids in the water and then and this short chain fatty acids will not only provide nutrition i told you it also promotes the immune system in fact uh, in fact i i believe that this uh, this fermented rice water um, in fact, uh, from last year, I've been drinking every day early in the morning about 500 wow. ml of fermented rice water to okay. protect myself from COVID because I work every day. I haven't okay. taken a day off since the COVID time. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I feel that uh, the, 
increased concentration of acetate uh, in your food will protect you from all these infections because it is going to work at um, at various levels in your body to defend you um it can work at the cells because acetate is a small molecule okay and then it uh, it can enter any cell and then depending on the requirement it uh, signals it will uh, it will actually help your body respond to it uh, positively for hiv patients particularly uh, we want to promote uh, their immune response i mean they have this uh, that is that plus their nutrition is their problem and then and then so we think that we can help them uh, by altering the, their microbiome to healthy microbiome pattern they will defend themselves from other infections other opportunistic infection and then that will enhance their um, that in itself is the first uh, step that we want to achieve we will increase uh, the microbial diversity that that is there in their gut and then that will actually help them uh, help them you know uh, defend themselves from opportunistic infection yeah i see okay all right so um, may i know like uh, because you have been researching on this uh, gut microbiomes uh, for a very long time already so um what do you think is the state of the gut microbiome research in india at the moment India, as, as I told you, in two thousand two, it was me and my mentor, mentor, my uh, mentor, Professor B. S. Ramakrishna. Now he's retired, and but still he's working. Uh, he's a practicing gastroenterologist in Chennai, um, and uh, uh, we started this in two thousand two. We are the first thing, first team. I'm sure okay. anybody in India, if they want to work on microbiome, have to cite us uh, okay. for our earlier papers. So, uh, yeah. and. Uh, and we slowed down after he retired and then i um, i took some time to find my uh, place um, and then this is where i am now and then i'm starting um, and then within the first 3 years i have this uh, uh, center that is being established in this institute uh, i told you that uh, this was called the center of clinical microbiome research ccmr i call it um it's the center of excellence for clinical microbiome research where um yeah. so this is one of the kind in the entire country where we are going to translate the microbiome knowledge to the patient care so that's the focus of this center we will we will um work on entire spectrum of disease starting from uh, sleep disorders to uh bladder cancers um to uh, uh to under nutrition so it's it's an entire entire spectrum that we want to cover so we have uh, hand picked uh, um faculty with uh, uh, with various special uh, specialty so this this institute is new and upcoming and uh, it will it'll make a mark of its itself sooner other than that i think there is this uh, center called uh, uh, center for human microbial ecology in delhi okay and it is about 6 uh, or 8 years old uh, old and uh, dr babutosh heads the center uh, and he is doing very well uh, and uh, uh, 
they have an established lab and they do very well and uh, and, and otherwise in in india it's uh, microbiome research is in um, i would say is in uh, is in the starting uh, phase in the last 3 4 years people have picked up uh, doing lot of work um, and uh, i think in the years to come uh, things might uh, do well i mean so Uh, there are a lot of other teams there coming up with uh, with uh, my uh, research on microbiome focus so so we are expecting a lot more team to join yes all right uh, one last question is that uh, because you started the research on gut microbiome very early uh, in its very early days in india so uh, what were some of the challenge that you have met and how has the condition for research uh, in the gut microbiome improve or change throughout the years challenges are very simple uh, we are technologically uh, behind in 2002 and uh, uh, we were catching up uh, and then the funds uh, to uh, set up these facilities were uh, were uh, very limited and uh, secondly it was uh, to uh, handle the big data you uh, you need the correct kind of knowledge transfer happening and then that has taken a lot of uh, setbacks and then we have really worked on it from 2012 onwards and then we have we have uh, now all the technology that is required as well as we have all the skills that uh, that are required to uh, uh, handle the large data set that that will be uh, the outcome of any microbiome study and these were the two two major drawbacks when i began and then uh, 2002 it was uh, uh, just uh, the beginning and i think uh, post 2006 and 8 we started uh, uh, generating lot of data but we were behind in terms of data analysis and then i think those are the two major drawbacks it is the availability of the facility and uh, the skill for the data handling was the problem i see okay i guess the improvement is so so uh, going to be uh, very helpful for other researchers as well other researchers who are starting out and this will greatly help to support the growth of the uh, literature related to gut microbiome in india thank you prof it's been a pleasure speaking to you and hearing from you your experience thank you so much for your time Thank you so much pleasure is mine and then it was nice talking to you